Hello friends, my name is James Hawking Jones, and as always I'm joined by my good friends Brian Castiglione and Anthony Alessino, as well as my younger brother, Jack Hawking Jones. On this show we're all about parlays, overs, unders, spreads, and money lines. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Parlay Welcome to the show, everybody. Parlez vous, episode 65. We got a full crew today. Everybody's here, full boat. And let's start with the G-Men today. How are we feeling, Giants fans? Because what I'll say is I felt going into the game like this is just going to be a schedule loss. And, you know, it's not going to hurt them in the grand scheme of things. Here's what I will say. I forgot that I wanted to bring up. Richie James Jr., the first fumble. Do you remember what I said to you guys on Sunday? No. No. I said, get those sleeves off. He's wearing a long sleeve t shirt oh. under his pads. Second fumble, he had taken his sleeves off, still fumbled the ball. Yeah, so both times. Take the skin off. Both times. <laughs> both times the ball didn't get hit, right? No, there were weak tackles. Yeah. So, how are we feeling about the game in general? I mean, listen. We knew we weren't going to go 15, 16, and 1. It wasn't going to happen. So we knew we were going to lose. Mm-hmm. In Seattle, Seattle played a sound game. I mean, Richie James doesn't make those mistakes, and we'll see. You know, I'm not even going to say yeah. we would have won, but at least seven were, were definitive from points off turnovers off that, 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 that muff. I would be shocked to see him back out there. I would be absolutely shocked. To see yeah, him you can't put him back yeah, out there, right? So. Now, are we just referring so. right now to the Giants, the state of the Giants, as. As opposed to Sunday, or as opposed to past the, the trade deadline. Well, we'll we, we'll get to the trade deadline later. So, so you're talking about just Sunday. Just Sunday going yeah. forward. Um, I mean, trade deadline we'll get to. It's a loss. It is what yeah. it is. They're going to have their bye week. I think the next week after, obviously, the bye becomes the most important week. We got Texans and Lions after that. So, th- so two winnable games for sure. I I think like, those are, and I hate to say it, but like in this weird new world we're living in, they're must win for Giant fans. Like you, pro- right? It's the, the schedule starts to get a little bit harder because now we start taking on the Cowboys and the Eagles two yeah. times. Yeah, you know, so it, yeah, so, we kind of have to take the next two. Because I, I just, I can't imagine a situation where the Giants don't back themselves into the playoffs, where they don't lose four out of the last six, and we're like, well, we're in, and we're everyone's just okay with it, because then that that puts us right in the position where we're like, we're still not sure about Daniel Jones. In a, in a loss Sunday, I thought Daniel Jones looked fucking great. He looked tremendous, Yeah, dude. he did look good. I mean... He's diet Josh Allen. Yeah. And, I don't, I, Josh and Allen. I don't think that they opened it up to him until, like, that second half when they were down. That's when they started to throw. And he's making completion after completion to Darius Slayton. As Throwing lasers, yeah, dude. Bull, making, they have no choice but to catch it, except Richie James. The only person that couldn't catch it would be Richie James. But... He's throwing bullets, you know? And I don't know if you saw Brian. You heard saw him hurt his hand. His hand was all bruised and bloody. Mm-hmm. I saw it bloody. And he stayed in the game. Yeah. So he had that high ankle sprain, or not the high ankle sprain, but an ankle injury. And he missed one, or he didn't miss any? Uh, did he not did he miss, miss any? I don't know, yeah. No, they just did a lot of wildcat the next but week, right? He he's shown that, he, all right, what we thought was injury prone, he's kind of gaming out now. So yeah. it's like. So I got actually, a, you know, I got a fun little tidbit on that uh 
on the subject of Daniel Jones. Peter Schrager, I don't know if you've I don't know if you've heard of Peter Schrager. You know who Peter Schrager is? Yeah. He does his new his podcast is based in Brooklyn. Yeah. So he got to know Joe Judge in his time, head coach of the Giants. So the day that like two days right after he got fired from the Giants, Schrager texted him and said, uh, like, hey man, like stay in touch, like good luck, you're gonna get a job somewhere, you know, like and Joe Judge called him back and all he said was, he's like, all I got to tell you that you have to know is that Daniel Jones is tough as shit. Man just got fired, went out of his way to call a media guy. The only thing he said is how he wants people to know how tough Daniel Jones is. I like that shit. That's yeah. our guy. That's what I'm That's saying. He's definitely, right there, dude. I mean, every week we bring up Daniel Jones, but he's definitely rounding the corner. I feel like as far as, I mean, every week it looks better. Listen. And I'm, this, is, this is the last thing I'm going to say on the Giants. Thursday, I said some fucking funky shit, I guess, at the end of the show. You guys didn't really like it about Daniel Jones being a better quarterback than Zach Wilson. It didn't sit well with some people in this room, and that's fine. But when we get – I'm sure we're, I'm going to segue us into the Jets right now, right? I mean, here we are. Daniel Jones looked like a guy who is ready to lead and ready to do this damn thing. And Zach Wilson was under a tremendous amount of pressure. I'm not blaming him, but I am blaming those – those throws, like the, the the one where you throw it away and it was picked off. What oh, are McCordy, yeah, that what are we was doing? On the side what line. are we doing? Those are tough throws. Again, was McCordy on the sideline or McCordy was the just bad throw? Both, both, both he, of them. He had two, he had two, yeah. two, yeah. So, do I love that Daniel Jones isn't making those? You know, isn't making those wrong decisions right now? Oh my God, it's great. Mm-hmm. But it still is going to come down to it's. You know, we're talking a, a you know a team of twenty two, a team a team of fifty three. On the field, 22. And you got receivers who, you know, probably wouldn't play D1. You know, like Marcus Johnson. I, I never heard of him before this. <laughs> I never heard of him. You got guys that should be trying out for the XFL. Sills? Dude. I never heard of Sills. Yeah. Never heard of Sills. Never, ne- heard, of never Sills. heard of these guys. Richie James didn't even know who he was before this. Darius Slayton, I did. I knew. I thought he was. Well, Stone well, Shepard with the knee. Horrific. Yeah, it is what it is. Kadarius Tony, could it get him on the field healthier now? Also, we're gonna segue right to the Jets, but he says Andy Reid says he's not ready to play. So who? Andy Reid said Tony's not ready to play. Okay. So well, physically uh, or physically or play. No. Andy Reid playbooks, no joke. Yeah, but he said physically. He said he's still not ready. But he's like, oh, I'm not telling the ops. Like, well, yeah. You know, like, All right, later, man. Yeah. Well, so. The Jets. How I now I'll ask you two. Mm-hmm. Now I'll ask you two how you feel. Can I start here? Go ahead. So going into the game, we'll go, we'll go Thursday. Obviously, it didn't set right that you said Daniel Jones is a better quarterback. Mm-hmm. Going into Sunday, watching the game. First drive, immaculate, right? Great first drive. Mm-hmm. Rest of the game, it, I don't want to say it's panic mode, but it's panic mode. He's got all the athletic talent in the world to move around in the backfield. He want, but what comes to when it comes to throwing the ball accurately or making a good decision after he gets out of the pocket, it's not there. And I'm you saying no? Keep going. You're wrong. Keep going. Nice. He's spicy, dude. Keep going. Point being, tell us how you feel. Listen, year two quarterback. Daniel Jones is a fourth year of his contract, correct? Mm-hmm. Year two quarterback. I feel like going into the game and speaking with the people around me after the game, I feel like people have overreacted 
based on the fact that that he threw three picks and he was throwing bad balls. He's a year two quarterback. He's fucking 22. How old is he? 22, 23. 22, 23. He's a couple years older than me. Okay, before I hear from Jim, the only thing I'll say the rebuttal to that is, yes, he's a two-year quarterback, but he's on a win-now team. The Giants. Which is a horrible situation. No, it's not. No. I don't think it is. The Giants, you know, you're okay with Daniel Jones the first three years doing that because you guys are pissed. There was nothing around. You're just trying to figure out, am I keeping this guy or no? But Jimmy, go ahead. What do you think? As far as the game goes, um, defense played great. Defense looks great. The terrible roughing call on JFM. Now, here's my thing about that. The way the rule is written, it was a roughing the passer. Don't be mad at the call. Be mad at the way the rule is written. Because the way the rule is written, it's a roughing the passer. It changed the game, sure, whatever, fine. Defense is rock solid. A lot of the things that I challenged Robert Sala upon in my kind of semi-famous rant from the yeah. beginning of the year have been defense is a top 10 defense. Braden Mann is like a top three punter. The team is playing better. A lot of these things have turned around from what I said about Rob Sala. My one issue with the – at no point were we chasing until mid-fourth quarter, right, in that game. What Mike Carter toted the ball maybe 10 times. They barely ran the ball for no reason the entire game. They didn't play Jeff football. They weren't helping the team out whatsoever. Now let's talk about Zach Wilson. I'm fucking fired up today, but probably not the reason you guys would think that I'm fired up today. I'm fired up the fucking Monday morning quarterbacking going on on Twitter. Number one, all of these fucking idiots on Twitter, everyone's, everyone's giving up on Zach Wilson. The way If you read Jets' Twitter... You would think that we were fucking one in seven right now, and things were terrible. One thing you, one thing you see, Jets Twitter looks like. One thing you see all over the place is his footwork is garbage. This and that, his footwork is terrible. It can't. What do you know about fucking NFL quarterback footwork? What the fuck do you? What do you know about high school quarterbacking footwork? What do you know? I'm dying to fucking know what makes you an expert on footwork. Number one, okay. Number two, Zach is four and one. As a starter. In the game against the Patriots, he made one bad decision. Not three. One bad decision. The one, the last one was the only bad decision. First one, right decision, right throw. It sailed on him. What are you going to do? Interceptions come. They happen. One like that, you're not going to get too, especially the first one like that. That's not the issue. Second one, right decision. He just has to get the ball further out. Because that's now the second time that that has happened. It was a near interception in the Steelers game, I think. Yeah. Um, other thing I got to say about that, if that's ruled an incomplete pass on the field, it doesn't get turned over. That was one of those things that was so close. They called it a pick in real time, so it stood. But it can't be it, that close. Yeah. Would, well, the knees were close. No, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? No, the ball can't be that, be that close. And what he said was Judon closed on him faster than he anticipated. And he wound up fucking, you know, short arm. Fine. This is only his 18th start in the NFL, I think. 20th, maybe. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not. Uh, no, it can't be 20th. 18th, I think. <clears throat> Everyone's faster in the NFL. This isn't fucking. What is that? The Mac that BYU plays in. This isn't, you know, low level football. Mm-hmm. That'll come. 
but he made the right decision there. And you said he's accuracy's not there on the run. I could think of at least one play where he scrambled out to the right, hit fucking Garrett Wilson on an out and up on a dot down the field. The decision making is not great all of the time, but I don't want to hear that he made three egregious, terrible decisions that led to those three interceptions. It was one bad decision. All of these things are coachable. Go ahead. If I may, I said the decision making on the run, not the accuracy. That's what I, I just want to preface that. I said the decision making of the throws, not the necessarily. The right, accuracy. but so it was one. He yeah, made no, one I, bad I'm decision. With you, I just I just want to make sure I'm covering. My so listen, if you watch Monday Night Football. Right, and you saw Joe Burrow. You would think Joe Burrow isn't the franchise guy. Oh God, yeah, right. Been, right. So, yeah, one but, game doesn't tell a story. So, <coughs> throughout his throughout his time as the starter over the last five games, Denver is second in the NFL in passing yards allowed. Green Bay is third allowed in passing yards allowed. He finally gets a three hundred and fifty five yard game, but for what? I think they forty one times. He dropped back forty one times. There's no need for it. No. In this game, he's pressured 16 times, which is the highest pressures that he's faced since week two of last year against the Patriots. On those 16 pressures, he went one for 14 with three picks. The offensive line is absolutely abysmal. The starting offensive line was Dwayne Brown, Lakin Tomlinson, Connor McGovern, Nate Herbig, and Cedric Obujue, I think is how you pronounce it. Can you tell me how many one of those were day one starters? No. 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 It's, one. Oh my. Uh, McGovern, McGovern, and Lake and Tomlinson. Okay, and they have two day one starters on the offensive line. They Dwayne were, Brown would have been right. By all accounts, Dwayne Brown would have yes. been, but he got hurt right he, away. Yeah, no, I know. I'm just saying. Yeah. Right? All right. Um. Yeah, he would have been, but he only even got signed because Beckton got hurt. So. Yeah. Training camp starters, we got two. Barry Tucker would have. Losing Elijah Vera Tucker hurts. Um, George Fon on IR, Max Mitchell on IR, Mackay back then on IR. Their offensive line is all over the place. Brees Hall torn ACL. They were a win now team. Now I don't necessarily know if I would call them a win now team with a damage to the offensive line. I wanted to find it, but I couldn't find it anywhere. But I want over the seven games, I'd be very interested to see how many different combinations they had because. Week one was definitely different than week two. And then week three, you had Vera Tucker playing left tackle. So then it was a new lineup again. Week four, he played right tackle. Week five, he played right tackle. That might have been the same lineup two weeks in a row. No, because Max Mitchell got hurt at one point during one of those games. They had had a different offensive line in probably at least five out of seven games. Off the top of my head, just thinking. That's craziness in the NFL with a second-year quarterback. Josh Allen's fourth game. Of his second season, 2019, the New England Patriots. 13 of 28, 153 yards, zero touchdowns, three interceptions. They lose that game 16 to 10. Everyone always, oh, Josh Allen's the outlier. Josh Allen's the outlier. Bullshit. Bullshit. Josh Allen is the textbook definition of a small school Raw talent, cannon arm quarterback that gets coached into and put into the right situation and develops and becomes what you hope. Zach Wilson. Well, it's different with Zach because they're not the same type of player, but you understand what I I get the point you're trying to make. Trey Lance, Zach Wilson, Josh Allen, even Mahomes to a degree, even though I wouldn't call Texas Tech small school, 
but you know what I'm saying. They just were never really on the big stage. Would you that. call Duke a small? Would you say yeah, Duke yeah. small school? Yeah, it's 100. Yeah, these guys with the raw ability that haven't played against the greatest competition that don't maybe need a lot of help. Remember what I said at the start of the show in 2020. Go, that was his second year, his second year, right, or his third year. Going into his third year it was 2020. So, got the start of, yeah. Who? Josh Allen. Oh, Josh Allen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The start of that, like going into that start of that season in the podcast, I said Josh Allen can't hit the broadside of a fucking barn, <laughs> and oh, Diggs wanted to leave Cousins because he's always overthrowing him. Wait till he wait till he's burning guys, and Josh Allen's overthrowing him by seven yards into the third row. Yeah. I said that on this podcast. <laughs> Didn't happen because Josh Allen turned it around. But those first two years, he was looking abysmal. He you, completed below 55% of his passes. Did you hear uh, Diggs on Von Miller's podcast? Saying what? That I was a good receiver. He goes, and I love Kirk Cousins. I'll, I'll always love Kirk Cousins. Mm-hmm. He said, but this is the quarterback mm-hmm. God had planned for me. <laughs> he said, Josh Allen. He's like, Josh Allen and me have a heaven-sent relationship. He said, I, oh, I, I believe that I prayed for for all my whole life. I prayed for a guy like Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. And he, when I got to Buffalo, I said, this is the guy. This is the guy that physically can't. I can't outrun him. There's no ball that he can't get me if, I, if, I, if I'm open. And I'm always open. And he always finds me. <laughs> He like always he open. said he said this is this is the quarterback God made for me. <laughs> he said that, and I'm like, you know what? I fucking love it. I and love I it. saw earlier Diggs doing his best Ocho Cinco impression. Yeah, I saw earlier today. It was like Bills get Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs in his third year takes the next step. Eagles get Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown in his third year takes the next step. Dolphins get Tua, Tyreek Hill in his third year <laughs> takes the next step. There was one more. I forget. It might have been Burrow with Chase, but, you know, same, same, but different. But, like, I don't know if we're necessarily going to get that next year because Garrett Wilson could probably just be that. Yeah. I'm very afraid of spending money in the offseason just because of what happened to the Giants last time. Yeah. Yeah. got absolutely fucking burned. You got to hit right. Yeah. You know? You got to know what you got. You can't chase money like that. That's why you got to draft well. Anything else on the Jets before? Well, the know? next segment is Zach, completely Zach Wilson related. All right. So okay. I got 10 quarterbacks. You tell me. Oh, I like this. I like not this necessarily if you want, if you would want them over Zach Wilson, mm-hmm. but Jets are better off, worse off, or the same with them. With that quarterback. For the season? Okay. For the, for, for, the for entire outlook so of the season. The, this for the season or for the life? Like the career of For Zach the life. Wilson. No, no, no. Like, it, you take Zach Wilson out, put this quarterback in, are the Jets better or worse yeah, or the same? Yeah, just for this year, not for the franchise. Yeah, f- uh, yeah for the for the next three to five. Okay. okay. That's, That's a big future. fucking difference. Yeah, because, okay. The well, they're all relatively young besides, like, two of them. Okay. But, like, for the next three to five, you said they're a win-now team, so that's the whole purpose of this exercise. Okay. Number one is P.J. Walker. No, they're worse. They're, I think they're worse no. with him. I think they're so much worse. Yeah. Marcus Mariota. Worse. Worse. Jacoby Brissett. Mm, see, maybe, now it's getting spicy. Maybe the same. Ne- definitely not better. Not better. Definitely know, not better. Definitely not better. The outlook of games would be a lot different than they are now. Definitely not better, but possibly and not And I only much say worse. that because Brissett's kind of slinging it to Cooper a little bit. That's yeah. Amari Cooper. 
Right, but the Jets have Garrett weapons. Wilson. Garrett Wilson isn't Amari Cooper. Let's Corey go. Davis isn't Amari Cooper. Let's go. Let's go. Not I much mean, worse. Yeah. All right. I'd say not much worse. Slight decline. Jared Goff. Worse. Not much worse. I say worse not much worse because Jared Goff has proven that when he's given a like defense ball control team, he will not turn the ball over often and lose you many yeah. games. Yeah. But it's kind of weird to say that because of his last two year and a half now with Detroit. They're not that team. So he is doing a lot and he is turning the ball over. I mean, I don't know his exact numbers, but he's turning it feels like he's turning it over a no, lot. Yeah. Am I wrong? No, he's not, no, he's not having a very good year. I'll say same. I would probably say same. Davis Mills. Worse. worse. Mm, now let's see what a hezzy. He's got a hezzy yeah, going. David Mills can play a little ball, dude. I mean Really? They Teddy? said if they said if he would have waited and came out in twenty twenty two, he would have been the top quarterback. Yeah, he Damn, could, he could play a little. Which bit. I do think he's better than Kenny Pickett and Malik Willis and all those other bums. I don't know. I'll say same. He could play some yeah. ball. All right. He could all play right. some ball, but he could lose you some ball too. He, he could, can. I mean, which know. Zach could also do so far. <laughs> lose it more than win it lately. Andy Dalton. Worse. For three to five years? Yeah, worse. Taylor Heineke. The same. The same. I think worse. You think worse? I don't think Heineke's always cracked up to me. I think right now they might be a little bit better. For the next three to five, probably worse. But I think right now this season, Taylor Heineke is probably a little better. I don't... I don't get. I mean, he's a, okay. He's a gamer. We can all we can all agree. He's a not gamer. afraid to sling it. Not was afraid to going get, after fucking. That doesn't always mean going after Jair Alexander and Terry McLaurin. Met him up. Yeah. Did he? He's played for the last two weeks. Taylor Heineke now. Yeah. So you look at look pull up McLaurin's numbers from the last two weeks. He was shadowed by Jair Alexander and who'd they play the week before that? The Not Lions, sure. right? Oh no, I think uh, that was way before. I'll find out. I'll give you fantasy numbers. No. Packers and... I got you. So the Packers game, he had eight targets, five receptions, 73 yards, and a touchdown. Against Indiana, he had... Bears, eight Bears. Week eight, the last played. two weeks. Yeah, Green Bay and Indiana, they played. You're right. I was going back to week six. Eight right. targets, six receptions, 113. Jeez. So I can't think of who he was shadow covered by whoever the Bears top corner Gilmore. is. Gilmore. No. Oh no, no, I'm sorry, the Colts, yeah. So yeah, maybe he was shadow covered by Gilmore. I kept I was locked on to Bears. Oh, I got the receipts <laughs> right here. So they're two and zero since signing the Gore. Yeah, but yeah, my point is that he's attacking top cornerbacks to McLaurin and putting up crazy numbers. Well you have to. Is McLaurin better than any jet receiver? I would think I so. think so. Yeah. Is he better yeah. than any giant receiver? Yeah. Definitely. All right, great. It would be great. It would be very helpful if they get a guy like McLaurin in there. It would be very great. Right? Right. If only they could get a guy like Terry. All right. James G. Jimmy G? Better. 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 Yeah, I think Bro, the way that he's just got the experience because because if Zach because if Zach does tank out, that's a very real possibility in the offseason. Yeah. Right? 
And the fact that, like, Jimmy G's game is tailored towards the way the Jets were yes. playing. Run the ball. Es- especially if the they're going to sign him in the offseason and then bre- healthy breeze, healthy line, fucking. Don't lose it for us, James. Yeah, exactly. But he has the highest winning percentage out of all active players right now. So. I know. Because he doesn't, because he doesn't, he's not often going to put you in a position to lose a football game. And he was on, that man was on the bench to start the year. Yeah. For well, a question mark. Yeah. For a ball clay. Captain Kirk Cousins. Better. 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 Damn, you really think so? Yeah. I don't yeah. know. Kirk Cousins is slinging it right now, dude. Yeah, he is playing well. Yeah, but. Some, some people have him as a dark horse MVP. Yeah, Off of the Vikings year. and on the Jets, though. Nah, because dude, yeah, I I think better. J- Justin Jefferson hasn't scored since week one. I know. Like so, they're 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 seven and one despite Jefferson not finding. He's eating up right. all the coverage, dude. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's great. But you know, Dalvin Cook. Uh, now I'm gonna say something fucking egregious. Here we go. Oh. Dalvin Cook. Oh. Isn't that much better than Brees Hall? I don't think he is. I don't, better. I don't know. I don't think that's egregious. Okay. So, I think. Yeah, Bre- I didn't think that was that I crazy. Think- Brees Hall was nearing MVP conversations. Yeah, he was killing Like him. NFL MVP conversations. He was brave. And I'm not just saying that. I saw people who had him in yeah. like the top five for him. Yeah. You know, yeah. like. So that's what I'm saying. So the ways the ways the Vikings are winning aren't any anything spectacular. You know what I mean? There's no guy. Thielen is old. Yeah. Yeah. yeah 100%. 100%. It's it done. He gets after it. Yeah, but he got old. Uh, well, 34, right? Yeah. Well, what's the next quarterback we got? One more. Derek Carr. Uh, probably I, I think would, probably I better, better but honestly. Like, if, if, like Super Bowl worthy? Maybe. Uh, I with, guess with a, Brees, yeah. The, like, so let me, let me paint you the picture. Jets finish 8-9. and nine. No, due to no goodwill of Zach. Zach doesn't look great. Doesn't look like, oh, like oh, we absolutely need to set him on fire. But doesn't look amazing. And you know the Jets are trying to win now. Their window might be open right now. Raiders go three and thirteen. What's what price do you pay for Derek Carr? Where do you start? Joe Douglas, you pick up the phone. Uh, Mark Davis, hey, what's up? Joe got, Douglas, New York Jets. But he's got a big contract, right? Yeah. Like four years, $100 million, like, something like that. Two and a five. I don't think that would get it done. Yeah, you one and a five. If they're three and 13, or three and 14, the, the, the Raiders, right, just hypothetically speaking, they probably have a top five pick. They're probably, re- they're probably picking their franchise quarterback. Yeah. Right with the top five pick? Probably. So... I don't think it takes a first to get them because you're unloading all that money. I just don't know how eager they're going to be to split up Derek Carr and Devontae Adams after one year. That, I mean, that very well may, may be the case. But yeah, but we're talking hypotheticals. So I don't think – I really don't think – I don't. I really don't think – we all have a pulse and we all and we all have like um, – we all like think differently. We think with emotion. These GMs don't give a fuck about Devontae Adams and – Derek Carr going to college together. No, but we're that's like, not even what it's about. Straight. It's like you just went to get him yeah. to put these two together. Yeah. Do you want to? And basically, you're admitting you were wrong, and that the Devontae Adams trade was a fuck Listen, up too. I'd rather yeah. admit I'm wrong after one year than fucking four. Like, you know, three and fourteen doesn't matter if 
if Devontae Adams has 100 catches or 20 catches. And it's even worse if he has 100 catches. Like, think about this. We got the best out of Devontae Adams. He had 100 catches, 12 touchdowns, just say, right? And we still went 3-14. He's not going to have 400 catches. You know what I mean? Like, right. this, it, it, it can't get any better. Now, if he has a horrible year and we say, all right, he'll regroup in the offseason. He only had 50 catches. He only had two touchdowns. All right, next year we're going to get him back to form. And, okay, cool. You want to push that narrative? That's a narrative. Oh, it's the first year of, of uh, Josh McDaniels. You want to push that narrative? That's a narrative. But you can't reverse it. Right. You can't have them put up career numbers and be like, well, it didn't work because it didn't work. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. You know, you pick up the phone and make that call if you're Joe Douglas, yeah, or or you more are you just more willing to just pick up Jimmy G for nothing? How much? Like if the choice is Jimmy G for a contract, or trading draft picks for Derek Carr, and both options if, are on the table. If I could save a one, I'll go to Derek Carr. If, if you mean, not, if oh, I if I don't yeah. have to use yeah. a one, I'd go to Derek Carr. If if the one is the starting point. Then I guess I'll go. I'll go. I guess I'll go Jimmy G. You know, I could see it. I mean, and there's also a world where Zach Wilson isn't a dumpster uh, fire by the end of the year. That's kind of how I wanted to all wrap it up. Like yeah. the Jets' Twitter calling for Mike White and Joe Flacco, no, and no. everyone's under this belief that the Jets would be more much better off making a switch now. Truthfully, you're out of your fucking mind. Truthfully, Zach Wilson would have to be so bad the last eight or nine weeks of the season for them to even consider that. He'd he would have, have to be to, bad. He would have to average two turnovers a game. Yeah, he'd have to, it'd be, have bad. to be bad. He'd have to they have the Jets have to be losing because of him. Like they like they lose that, they lose one game that Zach Wilson of the five Zach Wilson started in yeah. and everyone's like, he this is a win now team being held back by their quarterback. It's obvious to everybody. Yeah, you know how fans they, are and I'm like, York. yo, what yeah. just they've won four straight stuff. games. Like largely they won fucking Pittsburgh because of Zach. Fuck you if you want to argue about that. The Pittsburgh game is a Zach Wilson win. Okay. I mean he drove them down the fucking field and scored fourteen unanswered listen, in the fourth quarter. A win's a fucking win. Like no matter how you do it. Yeah. You know I mean? He didn't lose any of the. Listen, he very easily could have turned over all of those games that they won. He my, had no turnovers my, in the Miami me game. Brian's entire life has, for the most part, has been based off a quarterback who's just below like all pro. Yeah, just below it, but like just above like he's our guy, right? So yeah. I never in in Eli's entire career I was never like. Get this fucking bum out of here. Yeah. I never said that. But I was never like, we have the best quarterback in the league. Never said that. I know exactly what it's like to have a quarterback that goes out and wins you a game against the Steelers. And I know exactly what it's like to have a quarterback that loses you a game. For fucking years. For real. And it worked for us. We got two rings. So if it works for you and you get two rings, would you be happy? Yeah. I think it would be. So, you know, you take the good with the bad. You know, Eli will always be a New York fucking hero. Legend. Yeah, legend, without a doubt. And, and he went fucking blow He's, an, he's an NFL legend because he's the single man responsible for uh, keeping Brady, keeping away from Brady undefeated in the yeah. Super Bowl. And yeah. keeping away from 10 rings, you know what I mean? So, I saw a fucking meme that said, uh, shout out to Giselle for joining Eli Manning. Is the uh, Eli Manning and Nick Falls is the only three people to take a ring off of Tom yeah. Brady's hands. It's fucking crazy, but... Whatever. Anything else on the Jets? Uh, I, don't I mean, anything else uh, on this, this, this Zach Wilson carousel? 
Carousel. That's what we're calling it, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, you just named it. Yeah. Eh, all right, cool. So let's do some... Trade deadline. Trade deadline. Winners, losers, galore. I'm going to start and throw a loser out here. Ooh. The Baltimore Ravens. Okay. <clears throat> the Baltimore Ravens give up a second and a fifth round pick as well as a player for Roquan Smith, an off-ball inside linebacker. Very good off-ball inside linebacker, but an off-ball inside linebacker nonetheless. Um, they do this without any sort of contract negotiated. They give away draft capital to get a player where I think they didn't necessarily need a ton of help instead of maybe going and getting Lamar a goddamn fucking perimeter threat yeah. for once in his life. Like, it's less than that got Claypool, which I'm sure we'll get to, which is still a ridiculously high price. But less than what you traded for Oracle Smith could have gotten you Chase Claypool. Well, not in division, right? They wouldn't have done that. Uh, yeah, I guess so. But, you know, the, yeah. no, one I, of these other guys. like yeah. You probably got, could have got Judy for it, too. And, yeah, you probably could have gotten Judy for it, too. And uh, here's the thing. Great, we got Roquan Smith. Great. Last year of his contract, unrestricted free agent, didn't get a contract signed. Oh, we got the franchise tag. Oh, wait, Lamar is also in his contract year. And you need to – so now you, you could realistically have this guy as a rental for eight, nine, ten weeks, however much longer it is, and then it'll be over for a second and a fifth-round pick. Yeah, I'll agree they're losers. They signed the Sean Jackson. Um, that was their, they signed him, and Bateman's hurt now. So yeah, Duvernay's multiple number, weeks. Duvernay's the number one. What's up with Mark Andrews? Is he hurt? No, I'm not concerned, Andrew. Oh, Knee's back. feeling good. Shoulder was just a iffy, iffy little thing. Yeah. Yeah, but another receiver goes down. Who's... I don't even know who the other receiver is. We're going to be Duvernay. picking up guys off the street, dude. Oh, yeah, We're going to sign the, the hot dog vendor. What? Yeah. The Giants should have traded him like fucking... Marcus Johnson and Sills for a fight. Yeah. Give us something. Yeah, no, I don't know. Scary, dude. So Marcus Johnson. Yeah, I, I think I think losers. Um Will you give me a winner or a loser? You want a winner? Loser? Yeah, whatever you want to do. Alternate it, fuck it around. You want me to go again? I could give you a I loser. I think I have a winner. Let's hear it. I like TJ Hawkinson going to the Vikings. Okay. To be honest. So uh, Irv Smith out a bit. So he fills in a huge season. hole. Eight to ten weeks. So yeah, essentially the season, but um, got him for a second and a third round pick. I, mean, I don't think you're overpaying for one of the premier tight end talents. In the they league. got I don't know what his contract. They got is, him, so. and they're gonna have to pay him. And he wants, yeah. he wants Kittle Kelsey money, and he just has not produced at that well, level. Well, I hope he starts producing. Well, we're, well, he's on the Lions, but okay, things but could change now. While we're here, Hopefully. if I if I may interject, I'm I'm not super familiar with his run blocking game. Is he solid in the run the run block? He's all right. He's all right. So he's not like a baby Kittle. He's just kind of no. no. He's just TJ. There are a few like Kittle. Yeah, no, there's not many. Yeah, he just not can't get like after Kittle. it. So here's the thing. I think two and a three is a lot for. Well, they got back two fours. Right, they did. They did. All right, so that obviously diminishes it. Also, I feel as though Irv Smith will not be on this team after this past this season. Yeah, he is. Irv Smith is 24 years old. Irv Smith was one of the youngest players drafted when he had the time. Go to the Irv Giants. Smith has some decent talent. Irv Smith will get some draft capital back. They will move him in the offseason. Even if they get a six for him, they will move him if their plan is to keep Hawkinson. There's no point in having both of them there. There's yeah, no, no way. Point. So send Irv to us, dude. Yeah, so it's not it's not a bet. It's not a bet. He's always hurt though. 
Is yeah, always, always hurt. He's one of those guys. Always. He's yeah. hurt right now with well, a high I feel like we talk yeah. about this guy. I feel like we talk about Irv Smith a lot, especially even when Conklin was on the team. Yeah. Conklin on the Jets now is feasting. But Irv Smith, they he were like, so oh, good. this guy's going to be the guy. He's yeah. going to be lit. He gets hurt all the time. I know every angle sprain is different. Every high angle sprain is different. But like Mac Jones, no surgery. Uh, you know, he might miss two to four weeks or whatever. We're saying eight to ten weeks. I mean, well, yeah, okay, some of those high angle sprains are bad. Yeah, you know, get the surgery, get surgery then. Yeah, what, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, surgery might shut you down though. Shut down. He just shut down, fucking, you know. dude. There's not ten weeks left in the season. But are they going to the bowl? The other thing I'm going to say about this is, and, and I was thinking about this before, and I'm like, you ten, know. hold on, I have to address that. We're going into week nine, so ten weeks from now would be the wild card round. So no, it's not the Super Bowl. It's the playoff push, which they're definitely making. Is that wrong to say no, the Vikings? They might have the division locked up before Thanksgiving. My, my thing is with with every other sport. Um, well, I'm not gonna say hockey. I'm not because I don't know. But with football, with uh, baseball and basketball, acquisitions at the deadline are almost instantly like like this instant gratification, instantly. Um, you know, kind of merged into the lineup or merged into the system. Because in baseball, it's like, it doesn't really fucking matter. Yeah, go you, hit the ball yeah. and then go uh, go play defense. Like, it's baseball. So the, the, like, so what I mean Basketball is, yeah. doesn't matter really. Right. I so, mean, so say you got you sign, you get a right field. Say you, say you trade for Aaron Judge at the trade deadline, right? You know, like, all right, Aaron, here we only hit singles. We really try to hit singles here. That's our philosophy. Yeah. No, you're like, yo, go smash some home runs. And he's like, yeah. all right, cool. Bet. Just go play nothing, baseball. Nothing dude. changes. Yeah. You know what I mean? With football... You know, like learning this is like Kadarius Tony. Like for somebody who, and I'm using him as an example just because for somebody who doesn't, they say doesn't put the effort in off the field. Now you get to go learn Andy Reid's system, which may require some extracurricular learning to get like to really familiar. Mm. You know, like so things like that. Like so, T.J. Hawkinson, great, but we don't, we won't see the the the, the fruits of the labor for what. Two, three weeks. Yeah, maybe. a couple like, of weeks. Yeah. Yeah, you know, so that's what I'm concerned about. Like, all these trades. I would say, <coughs> I would say the Bills made a move just to make a move. Yeah. I don't think, I don't think Hines breaks the, breaks the, you know, the bank. But like we think. were saying, it does fill a piece, at least on the team. Uh, yeah, it, it makes, does. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> it makes, in my mind, the already most complete team in the NFL more complete. Yeah, a little yeah. bit more complete. That's fine. I mean, they got rid of Zach Moss. Um, what do they think? James Cook is just a nut. Like he is, he is a Zach Moss. He's another Zach Moss. I mean, I, another hard runner. That's I, it. It's really, I think you have, first of all, you can never have enough running backs. Number one. Right. And number two, like they were obviously looking for an upgrade because they were connected to Kamara. Kamara and they were connected to Christian McCaffrey right. early on. Right. So they were obviously always looking for a cash, uh, Pass catching running back so were the or a dynamic threat. Yeah, so were the Eagles. But I think the Eagles said, you know, whatever. So I don't know. They stayed neutral. Big loser to me is the Texans. Big Not get shipping off Cooks. Yeah, he doesn't want to be there. It's fucking pretty obvious. You probably, I think you could have got, you could have caught somebody in FOMO because yeah. everything was popping off. I think yeah. you think you could have got. They did. Probably could have got more. Bleach Report did the put an alert. Yeah, go the ahead. Cowboys were looking to go get Cokes, but they couldn't get a deal done. Couldn't get a deal done. Didn't get it done in time. Okay. Yeah, I think picked up the phone too late, which is wild because Cokes on the Cowboys would flam. Oh my god, would have oh, been. A lot I think. I think. I think. So if I'm gonna do like quick rundowns, I think the Texans lost. I think the Cowboys lost because Jerry Jones went on the fucking 
radio. Or yeah, I saw that too. It was like, you just wait till four o'clock. We got some big splashes. Nothing. Nothing. Radio silence. So I think that was bad. Um, obviously, huge win for, I think, and this is my opinion, huge win for the Broncos, getting a first for Chubb when you weren't going to resign him. And for the Dolphins saying, fuck it, this is it. This is it. We're going all in right now. Yeah. Like, those are huge wins for both of them. Um, Major loss. Huge. Hold on. Huge win for the Steelers. Huge Getting win for a two the... for Claypool is is unreal. I think it's a loss for the Bears. I mean, I guess not a, not, a, not a huge loss, but it's a loss because... It's like you're reading my list. Really? Yeah. Okay, good. I'm, yeah. This is good. All right. Because you're not... Yeah, you put him with Darnell Mooney. You put a little... You put a little you gave Justin Fields something. You gave there. Justin Fields something, but for a two for him, that is a lot. Yeah, a lot. You're paying the price, dude. So that's FOMO, if anything. If you think that's about what I'm it. saying. Well, I think, and this is Jimmy. You go, you know, you, t- you guys take it over after this. But I think what I think happened was I think the Giants, I think the Texans, I think people were buying and selling in the wide receiver market. They were ready to make a move, and then that move happened and kind of reset all the negotiation. Throughout the whole NFL. That's right. Because they're probably like, Chase think, just went for a second right. round. I think the Giants were talking about Judy for a fourth. and The value and, went And up. then, boom, this happens. It was a second. And then Broncos were like, okay, no, now it's a first. And the Giants were like, well, no. And then I think that's where the whole market got reset. My opinion could be wrong, could be right, but that's what no, I think that That's a very good take. Major loser of the, of the trade deadline. Fucking Green Bay Packers. Zero moves made. Zero yeah. help for Aaron Rodgers. Okay. I'm zero percent shocked. Yeah, I'm not shocked, but they, this, they like Giants too. Yeah. Like they don't. Yeah, for a team that has a franchise quarterback, I don't want to call Aaron Rodgers washed because it's he's the not back washed. to back MVP. Aaron Rodgers is not washed. No, no he's not washed. Why the? Why are we not making a move? Why are we refusing to give him what he needs? Did you hear him on the McAfee show saying uh, that? They, no. That they asked him, "What did Washington show you that you that like gave you trouble?" And he says, nothing. And he goes, they, so they all start laughing. And he goes, no, absolutely nothing. He goes, they played cover two 85% of the time. And they threw in some man coverage and with some weak side help. He goes, I knew every single play that Washington was going to run before they run it. He goes, <laughs> he go, but then he followed up with, they got some playmakers who make plays and made it difficult for me. He's like, they have some pretty good guys out there. I'm not taking away from them. Their scheme was shit. Their, their players on the field did what they had to do. We typically look at four to six plays a week, he said, that we messed up on or we made a mental error. This season, we're in between 16 and 20 every single week. Oh, my God. Yeah, there's so, a bunch of kids so out there, So he dude. said, usually we hone in on the four or six and say, hey, how can we do better? He goes, this year it's been abysmal. Yeah. A, 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 you know, misrunning routes and misreads. and this, that. You can't throw in a zone when you're not – when your receivers I mean, aren't doing what they're spots. We're yeah. running out. Romeo Dobbs. No. I, Randall Cobb is hurt now. Who, Tory, that guy who caught the touchdown. Uh, Rodgers might have met him in the huddle, yeah. dude. Yeah. Rodgers might have met that guy for the first time in the huddle and was like, all right, I'm going to throw a touchdown to you, dude. Catch the ball. Lazard probably going to be out like, long term. I'm going to put it right at you. Fucking catch it. it. They got well, a bunch of young guys out there. Um, the, the one And the one guy who he trusts to throw the ball to is probably not going to be in for a while. Lazard heard a pop in his shoulder week seven. Oh, good. So, Sneaky move. Tell me what you guys think. I don't know how I feel about it. Jeff Wilson to the Miami Dolphins. So, I don't think it makes any difference <laughs> whatsoever. The, the, the reason that I have the Dolphins as one of my winners is because they went 
and got Bradley Chubb to pair with Jalen Phillips. Got to get that sack total up. They are only at like 15 for the year. As well as picking up Jeff Wilson because they traded away Chase Edmonds in the trade for Bradley Chubb. Mm -hmm. Then you go and you flip a fifth, which I think that, yeah, they got the fifth from Denver. So they basically traded the pick for Bradley Chubb, got the fifth-round pick, took the fifth-round pick, replaced Chase Edmonds right away with Jeff Wilson Jr. And then you look at it. They had the third. This all goes back. This entire thing that the Dolphins are doing right now goes back to the 2017 draft. Laramie Tunsil slides to the Dolphins. The Dolphins draft him. Two years later, they flip him for the Texans for a ton of picks. They have the Texans pick in the 2021 draft, which is the third overall draft pick. They trade it to the Niners for three future ones. Since then, they used one of those ones to move up in a package to get Jalen Waddell. They gave another one of those ones to the Chiefs for Tyreek Hill, and now they have given the third one of those first-round picks to the Denver Broncos for Bradley Chubb. So they essentially turned the third overall pick from 2021 into all of these guys. While the Niners go up and get Trey Lance, who has played two games in two seasons, and in the original Niners spot before they gave up three ones to move out of it is the 12th spot where Micah Parsons was playing the defensive player of the year, in my opinion. He is a defensive player. Yeah. So huge losers from that whole deal are the Niners, but that's not what we're talking about now. Also, my winners, I have Christian McCaffrey. Moving to a win-now yeah. team that is well-coached. Definitely. That is, he is like the final piece in the gauntlet for the first time in his career. People talk about how he's injury-prone. We know that in a Shanahan offense, he's probably not going to be around too often to get hurt as much. He's going to be in. They're going to rotate in Eli Mitchell. They're yeah, gonna, Eli he's not going to be back. asked to block as much because they got check back there who can step in and, and play on, on blocking downs. He's a huge winner in this trade. First player since I don't know when to have it. 2002, the year I was born. A passing, rushing, and receiving yeah. touchdown. Who was the one who did it? Uh, Ladanian Tomlinson. Ladanian Tomlinson, right? It wasn't 2002, it was 2005, and it was Ladanian Tomlinson. Why are you pointing at me like that? Good call. I saw it online the other day. Because they had said it, they had said it on Red Zone, but. Yeah, I was like, I know the player. I, uh, yeah, because as He's soon as they player. said his name, I was like, oh, that makes sense. He used to throw that little halfback toss jump yeah. pass. Yeah, I also have the Steelers as winners for what you said. Anytime you could get a player back for the pick you drafted him at, use a second round yeah, pick. They got a, it's fucking amazing. Shit like that doesn't happen. It's like we said, Amari Cooper was a first round pick. They traded him away for a fifth. And before that, what did the Browns trade? And Amari Cooper is more talented than, than Yeah, yeah. But what did the yeah. Browns trade the the Cowboys for? Like a third and a fifth or something? Yeah. Like yeah. or two threes, maybe? I think yeah. it was two threes. Still three not three equivalent three. to no. a one. No. And I have the Giants as winners for getting a guy that was probably never going to get on the field for you. Hasn't been on the field much at all to prove to anybody in the NFL that he's worth a damn. And to get a third round pick out of him is incredible. The Kadarius Tony trade. Yeah. Mm. And the conditional five. Yeah, and they're six, six. and they're yeah. also on the winners list for not reaching deep into the pockets and overreacting and giving up a day two selection for one of these receivers that was on the market, whether it be Cooks or um Jerry Judy or any of these guys. What did the Jets get for it wasn't Clemens, no. Who was it Clemens? No. So the Broncos trade 
they traded they basically traded Bradley Chubb yeah. for a one, two fours, Jacob Martin and Chase Edmonds. So they get their replacement for Bradley Chubb and Jacob Martin, who kind of like just got outplayed on the Jets. But the Jets just paid him this offseason three years, thirteen and a half million. The Jets are eating two point three million of dead money next year. He just got outplayed by Bryce Huff and other guys and fizzled out of the lineup. So trade him, get a fourth. They gave a fifth back in the process. So the Broncos took the fourth that the Dolphins gave them and shipped it to the Jets. Or the fifth, rather. Shipped it to the Jets. Got back another fourth and a replacement for Bradley Chubb and got more talent at running back and replaced the first-round pick that you gave up for Russ. The Broncos' biggest problem is Russ. Yeah, well, and the coaching. Right, actually the coaching. So I think they the Broncos nailed that trade. Um, For losers, I have two more. The Bears we already talked about. The Bears are losers because you've traded away three or two. They traded away two of their best defensive players, Roquan Smith and Robert Quinn. Arguably didn't get enough for either one of them based on impact for their team. And then giving up. So the giving up the two for Claypool, I still think it kind of sucks. but. Um, they got a two for Roquan Smith. So it's basically like you traded Roquan Smith for Chase Claypool on a two if you want to look at it that way. Yeah. Also, you got to remember that their big move this offseason was Nikhil Harry. I don't think he ever played a regular season snap before he got hurt. And now they're actually like playing some offense, moving the ball the last couple yeah, yeah, of weeks. Yeah, yeah. You know, easy for, to, for easy, development, it's easy to look at a guy like Claypool and be like, I don't think they're really using him right in, in Pittsburgh. He's like touching 40% of the time he touches the balls on a jet sweep. He's not that kind of a guy. He's six foot four, get down the field, throw it to him high. Yeah. He's definitely a Justin Fields kind of receiver. Justin for, Fields is going to chuck this thing to this right. guy deep like five times Justin a game. Fields development. It's a good move. Instead of waiting for the offseason to make a trade or a signing or a draft guy Start then or draft now. a guy then, do it now and I mean, see what we can do. But I, I just think that, and I think everybody agrees, that two is a lot. But I don't think for development-wise, I mean, that's that's it right there. I think grand scheme of, thing, grand scheme of things, it's a low-risk move when you consider that you probably, Roquan Smith, they weren't paying him, yeah, right? Yeah. They weren't going to pay Roquan Smith in the off, not the kind of money he wanted. They offered him the contract. He said it was disrespectful to the entire position. Remember that? <laughs> yeah. He said if I signed it, it would set back the inside linebacker market five years. Yeah. So they obviously weren't going to pay him. So you get a second-round pick, and then you use that pick to go get a guy who could unlock your quarterback in your offense. And, yeah, did you pay high? Fine. But you could always talk yourself into he was a second-round pick. We have to. Why not? You know. Now we're going to fucking see. I think we might see some of him this week because you can just be like, it's fucking slot left. You're on the outside, run a nine yeah, route. Like, yeah. you know, yeah. run a jump ball. Maybe. Maybe. And my final loser is the, the 2022 Giants fans. For not getting a receiver. For not making any kind of move at the deadline. Because a lot of Giants fans, you know, the buzz around the water cooler, so to speak. Is like, oh, we're a receiver away. We're a receiver away. They better go get Claypool. They better go get Judy. We're like two receivers. Yeah, we're like two whole receivers away. And now you got to, like you said, you just trapped in this hell of bubble, (laughs) bubble wild card team, possibly could get, like, eke your way into a playoff win, could also miss the playoffs by a game, but now we're in fucking no man's land with Daniel Jones. 
Okay, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I, I, I just, like I said, Giant fans are going to be much happier at the end of the year knowing that they didn't trade a two for Claypool and still ended up at fucking 100%. 10, at 10 and 7. Yeah. When they take that two and wind up getting an all-pro strong safety or some bullshit, like a fucking... Aren't you glad we didn't do it? You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm cool with that. You can get a day two wide receiver that ends up being a starter in the NFL. They trade back into the late half of the second round and draft like a, the tight end from Notre Dame. So, and like, all of a sudden everyone's right. pumped. Yeah. It'll be all right. Like it's going to be fine. And plus, when we started this season, it was a long game for both of these teams. Right. Now all of a sudden, now it's, oh, now we win a few press. games and now everybody's like, we're winning now. The yeah, quarterback yeah. on the Jets' end, it's the quarterbacks holding us back. On the Giants' end, it's the fucking lack of talent on the perimeter is holding us back. But like, relax, because we would have we would have said fucking smash the under on the Giants at the start of the year oh, and yeah. go over on the Jets only because it was only five and a half. But I figured they'd get six, seven, you know, six or seven or maybe eight by the end yeah. of the year. Um, now we're at five and three. Remember, as a Giant fan, you still got to pay Barkley and you still got to pay Daniel Jones at the end of this year. So you're not you're like, we're not even like, this is like a, this is like a, to me, this is like a trial. Leonard run. Williams? It's a com- yeah. It's a complete trial run. Yeah. Dexter like, Lawrence? We're just here for fun. That's half your salary cap. Right. So we're here for fun. You know what I mean? Like you have to you're gonna have to draft a wide receiver and you're gonna have to just continue to just continue to build the offensive. If line. they sign Big Cat, Dexter Lawrence, Daniel Jones, and Saquon Barkley, that's at least fifty two percent of their available right. salary cap. Then you have to do the rest of it through the draft and maybe get low key pieces. Via free agency, maybe you might never, have to rework some deals. Yeah, you're never, Dory Jackson, you're never going to be able to go get that top tier wide receiver because yeah. you already fucked it. Unless this motherfucker goes and swims in the fountain of youth, you've already yeah. fucked it. You know, so it very it pains me. The, the biggest thing it pains me, Galladay pains me, but I can't, <laughs> I'm not going to get sick over it. It pains me. <sighs> Anything else? Let's take a break. Hello, beautiful people. As you all know by now, it is football season, the best time of year. But what that also means is that it's fall. And fall is also another great time of year, specifically for fans of Stay Thirsty Company. Why, you ask? Great question. Because all month long through the month of October, Stay Thirsty is doing Droptober. What that means is every single Friday for the month of October, they're dropping brand new products, brand new gear, brand new merch. Hats, hoodies, t-shirts, whatever you could possibly imagine, you could get it at Stay Thirsty Company, all right? And I'll do you one better. Today, for our listeners, we got a 15% off discount for you. 15%, I know, we're basically giving it away at this point. All you've got to do is go to staythirstyco.com. That's staythirstyco, S-T-A-Y-T-H-I-R-S-T-Y-C-O.com. And when you get to check out, you put in promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, for 15% off your total purchase. Stay thirsty, Co. Drop the O-Y and focus on you. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to this show. It is time to review the Vampire League that is decimating. We are getting decimated. We made a, you know, a rough choice this week. We went with Pickens over Garrett Wilson, and that was a 17-point swing, right? Mm-hmm. And we lost by what two points? One point zero two points. One thirty to one twenty eight point nine eight. T Higgins caught that late touchdown on Monday Night Football, and that put us to bed, taking Austin Eckler away from our potential lineup. So now we got buys galore. We're in trouble. 
Currently, we need a kicker, a tight end, and probably a running back because right now we have J-Rob and Michael Carter both starting, which can, it's not a winning formula. And the only other available guy on our team to start is Gus Edwards. The good news is Naheem Hines is available. So, I mean, that feels like a no-brainer, right? Yeah. Pick him up, drop Gus Edwards. Gerald Everett's hanging out on the waiver wire so we can fix our tight end problem. Is the t- is Gerald Everett the tight end you guys want to go with? I'm gonna do the Naheem Hines thing right now, so yeah, just Naheem discuss that. I I, to be honest with you, it's either end, Everett or Ingram, and Ingram's getting targets, so that's one of our issues we could fix. Yeah, um, I'm okay with either of those options. Honestly, I feel like I feel like Kenyon Drake. Kenyon Drake's a no-brainer instead of Naheem Hines. No, I would just play them both. I think we could, yeah, okay. I think we could rock with both. So, I think Kenyon Drake over fucking... Do we agree on a tight end that we're picking up? I'm okay with Everett. We um, can go Everett or we can go Ingram, and Ingram's been getting targets. And then you got so many wide receivers. I know we only have three. Right, and I, we already picked up Hines. I just did it. I think we should go pick up Duvernay. I think that's a smart option. We need to agree on a tight end first because we need a tight end. We don't need a wide receiver. So, Everett, do you, do you like Everett? Everett? What's the matchup? That's what matters. He's against the Falcons. Who is? Everett. And? Engram's against the Raiders. So, kind of the same. I wouldn't pick up a tight end. We need, we need to. A tight end. No, I would let it go to waivers. I would make that waiver pickup. Okay. You know what I mean? Because there's one, two, three, four guys available. Who are all projected eight, let's just say. Right? Robert Tunyon against Detroit, maybe that might be the best one. All right, so who's the other running back you wanted to right. pick up? But I think the three He's should be Kenyon Kenny Drake. Drake. Hines is already picked up. And then wide receiver Rondell Moore. Who are we gonna drop for Kenyon Drake? I think we should drop Melvin Gordon. I think we should stay away from the Broncos. How do you I think all we should feel drop Dan, uh, uh, Henderson? I was gonna say Henderson too. All right. Know. They're both kind of. I mean, Henderson sketchy. is. He's yeah. in the dog pound, dude. So we're dropping Henderson and Kyrie we're dropping. We need to drop another one. I was going to say Gus Edwards, obviously, or right? Gus Edwards or Melvin Gordon? I think Melvin Gordon. I think we should stay away. I think we should ride Gus Bus for a little bit. Melvin Gordon, Brian? Yeah, I'm fine with Melvin Gordon. All right. And then what receiver do you want to add? Rondell Moore. Moore. Well, what do you think? I think it's a no-brainer. How is how is Seattle against the? Uh... So who do we cut for Rondell Moore? How is Seattle against the? Uh... Well, the first time he versed Seattle, he had ten points. Rondell Moore. Uh, had ten targets, six receptions, forty-nine yards. Ten targets. Ten targets. And he's been making shit work recently. His targets are there. Eight, ten, two yeah. against the Saints. Can't understand that. And then eight against Minnesota. Well, that was the week Hopkins came back. Yeah, Hopkins Saints had like 12 targets. Yeah. <sighs> and there's Darnell Mooney, who played pretty well, but he's versus in Miami. Yeah. And then there's Duvernay. Duvernay on Monday Night Football. I don't. I'm not excited about Ravens wide receivers at all, to be honest. 
Rondell Moore. I'm okay yeah. with Rondell. Rondell yeah. Moore. All right, and who are we cutting? Uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Hmm. Yeah, I think it's got to be Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. We run into an absolute fucking buzzsaw this week. Thanks, Sinatra, the number one team in the league. <laughs> yeah, we absolutely do, but the good news is. He's got players to pick from. So who do we want to bite? Oh. Kamara Fournette, Jalen Waddell, Justin Jefferson. I mean, it's probably got to be Justin Jefferson. Say, it's got to be Justin Jefferson. Probably the option. Yeah, I would go with Jefferson. Jefferson for Rondell Moore. Yeah, because Marquise Brown is eventually going to come back. Well, did we set our line? Me set our lineup. So we don't have a tight end, but we have a. We're going to start Hines, or we're going to start Kenyon Drake. What's our plan here? I think we should start both of them, maybe. Uh... I mean, Naheem Hines coming to a new team in his first week. I don't know necessarily if we're going to lock that in, right? I mean, you could put them there for now, sure. We cannot start both Jets. Absolutely no chance. I'm okay with Kenyon Drake. All right, we'll have to figure that out. I mean, I guess yeah. Rondell Moore is going to be in the starting lineup, right? Yeah. I feel so, like with 10 targets, he probably should be. So we'll do Rondell Moore for Justin Jefferson? Yeah. Rondell Moore for Jeff for Dustin Jefferson. By some grace of God, we get a win. <laughs> I mean, we've got. I mean, we we pretty much have to win out, right, to have a chance. Yeah. Uh, six teams make the playoffs, right? Yep, and the six team is four and four right now. Yeah, I would say it's time to get going. I'd say we I absolutely say let's take it one way at a time, one game at a I time. I'd say it's time to get going. Dude. We'll take it one game at a time. We'll do our absolute fucking. We'll give Banks and Acho our best fucking run at it. Dude. We really fucked up that. Like this is like it, kind yeah. of, it hurts. This one hurts. Uh, yeah, that was the that was the one that's gonna blow it for us. It really is. You hate to see it. Let's move on against the lines. <laughs> we got. <sighs> Philadelphia going to Houston. I might have gotten silly with this one, but I got Philadelphia minus 13. You, you definitely weren't silly because I went to 14. I went to – oh, you want to go? Sorry. Go ahead. You can go. I went to – I had minus 12. Wow. Yeah. Hey, Show me 11. Seven and a half. It's minus 13 and a half mm. for them. It? What? No, he had 13. No, I had 13. Okay. So, James, you get that one? Yep. That's hot. Okay. Los Angeles Chargers are going to Atlanta. I have Chargers laying five and a half on the road. I got Chargers ten and a half. That's silly. You go. Just six. Like. six. Sorry. I have Chargers minus four and a half. Um, it's Chargers minus three. So Brian gets this one, correct? Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> yeah, boy. Miami. I gotta come back. I'm doing very bad at guess the lines. <laughs> Miami traveling to Chi Town. I got Miami laying nine and a half on the road. I'm wow. so off this week. I got four and a half. Eight. I have minus five and a half, and it's Miami minus five. Wow, really? So I get that. Yeah, you got it. What did you have? Four and a half. Oh no, I have minus five. Oh yeah, yeah, I went over. Yeah, I had five and a half. Tough stuff. Tough stuff. Carolina going to Cincinnati. I have Cincinnati as three and a half point favorites at home. I have Cincinnati as three and a half point favorites at home. I have them at four and a half point favorites. I have them at five and a half, and they're minus seven and a half. Wowzers. Okay. What the fuck? Green Bay Damn. going to Detroit. I have Green Bay minus two and a half. I have Green Bay four. I have Green Bay minus three and a half, and it's Green Bay minus three and a half. Wow, oh, Brian. Kind of <laughs> Brian. Well, it's early still, Brian. You're it's right, early right. still. Anything can happen. Anything can happen. I don't usually win these. Indianapolis going to New England. <laughs> I have New England minus two and a half. <laughs> I got New England minus one. I got New England minus one and a half. I have New England uh, minus five and a half. And it's New England minus five and a half. No fucking way, dude. There's no way. Dude, shut up. There's no way. You're making it up back there. You're making it up back there. Buffalo going to MetLife Stadium to take on the Jets. I have them minus 12 and a half on the road. Cool 13. Buffalo. What do you have, Alex? Uh, I'm not going to lie to you guys. Six and a half. I have minus 12. Um, It's minus 12 and a half. So Fuck you yeah. Let's go. <laughs> Alex, you know, getting shot out so far. And then that never happens. This is fucked up. I don't usually come out this hot, so anything can happen from here. Minnesota, the look on your face when I said 12 and a half was like, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, have you been watching football? Minnesota going to Washington. I have Minnesota minus six and a half. I have Minnesota minus six and a half. Minnesota minus seven and a half. I have Minnesota minus six and a half, too. It's Minnesota minus three and a half. I'm giving no one a point. That's wild. Las Vegas traveling to Jacksonville. This one was a little weird for me. I have Jacksonville minus one and a half. I have Vegas four. I have Vegas minus two. I have Vegas minus one and a half. And it's fucking Vegas minus one and a fucking half, dude. It's over. And it's over. What are you looking for? A will to live Seattle, Seattle going to Arizona. I have Seattle minus three and a half. I got Zona five. Go, go, Brian. I'm I have Arizona minus three and a half also. Arizona minus two and a half. It's Arizona minus two. All right, Alessino gets a point finally. Love that. Rams going to Tampa Bay. I have Tampa Bay minus two and a half. I have Tampa Bay minus one and a half. I have the Rams minus three and a half. I have the Rams minus one and a half. It's the Bucks minus two and a half. Bing bong. <laughs> I'm just going to pull them shop this week. <laughs> Get them next week. Hold on. There's two games left. Two bing bongs gives me the win. Oh, jeez. Brian's up by <laughs> three. Rice. Okay. Tennessee going in Kansas City. I have Kansas City minus 12. I have Kansas City minus nine and a half. 
I have them minus eight. It's minus 12 and a half. Fucking you motherfucker, dude. <laughs> you motherfucker. I could still force a tie, though. You no good. Piece of garbage. Baltimore going to New Orleans. Then, then you should be close on this one. You would think, right? Like I, I feel like this was one of the easiest ones. Really? Yeah. That's scary you, for me, then. I am not close, so you better hope. That someone else doesn't get this point. All right, I have Baltimore minus four and a half. Baltimore minus four and a half. Baltimore minus three and a half. I have Baltimore minus six, and it's Baltimore minus two and a half. This is what it is. Who gets that one? Fucking me, baby. Yeah, and he fucking edges out. Jack is last place coming up. Oh, no. I didn't get a point until Sunday Night Football. No, you get a point before that. The game before Sunday Night Football, right? Arizona. That's not the game before Sunday Night Football. Yeah, I got football. a 4 o'clock win. <laughs> you, got, you got a 4 or 5 p.m. slot win. That's Holy your first win. shit, that was horrific. All right. That's fucking that. We'll take a break. We'll come back and we'll maybe talk about some fun stuff you could bet on Philadelphia's nonsensical offense running roughshod all over Houston. Yeah. What up, guys? We're going to get you back to the show as soon as possible. I promise you that. But before we can do that, we have to make sure that all of our listeners are looking good and feeling better this fall with Saatchi De Dinero. October 14th, Saatchi is releasing their fall 2022 collection. You want a hoodie that's nice and comfortable. You can wear it out when you're running errands. You can wear it out to the bar. You can wear it maybe when you're going to pick up a date. Whatever you want to do this fall, Saatchi's got you covered. These hoodies, they're pre-shrunk and it's an oversized fit. So basically what that means is you're going to want to grab one size down from what you would normally wear, and you're going to be perfect. You normally a large, grab a medium. Normally a medium, you want to grab a small. It's very simple, very lightweight, very comfortable. We got a promo code for you. The promo code HAVOC, H-A-V-O-C, going to get you 10% off of your total purchase at checkout. SachiDDenero.com is where you want to go for that. Sachi Di Denaro, always authentic, never counterfeit. Welcome back to the show. As always, best way to support the show is to support the sponsors. You support the sponsors, you are supporting the show, helping the boys chase a dream, quit their jobs, leave this basement. <laughs> it's time for Thursday Night Football. Before we get into <laughs> Thursday Night Football, I understand yeah, Fuck yeah. our sweet little prince in the corner over here. Just can't resist touching the microphone. Like he way. just can't resist. He has to fucking touch it like a anyway. kid with ADHD, dude. Anyway. I so Monday Night Football. Just a little tidbit of information, a little fun, a little fun stuff. Last night I took, I had a twenty five dollar free bet, and I was like, "Ah, fuck it, let's get crazy, let's get fucking crazy." Mm-hmm. So I took uh, a couple things, Miles Garrett. Uh, Zach. Um, let's just name a few. Chubb, first touchdown. Chubb, two touchdowns. Chubb, over 100 yards. He finished with 101. Jesus. Um, anyway, everything hit besides one. And, of course, obviously the game script didn't work out the way we wanted it to. The last one was overtime. Oh. Well, that's So, obviously, silly. we were eliminated, right? But all the other ones hit. Because I figured it was going to be a close game than that. Okay? So, it's just funny that had it gone to overtime, I would have locked it. Because I locked everything prior to overtime. And I would have won $39,000. Well, what it could have, should have, dude. 
Betting on overtime to happen in a game, you might as well just go buy one of those billion-dollar Powerball tickets. you got a better chance of winning that, too. Yeah. I felt like th- three spread. How about the schmuck that almost won? He won. He won 30,000. Well, no, he hedged in one. Yeah, he won 30,000. Yeah. He hedged in one 30,000. Joe Mixon literally no-showed for him. Made a sign for him and everything, and he absolutely but, like, no-showed. Y- here's the thing. that, like, In order to be able to do that, you have to have 30,000 liquid. Yeah. Right, like yeah, in order to be like, he took a seven dollar and seventy seven cent bet that was going to win one hundred and thirty k if Joe Mixon went over sixty three and a half rushing yards, and then on his way to the game, he stopped at the sports book and he hedged. But in order to make that hedge, you need to be able to purchase the ticket. So you need to have a liquid thirty three thousand or whatever it was to fucking spend. Yeah. So not everybody on a seven dollar bet. Can afford to make a thirty thousand dollar hedge. So like, yeah, he won on the hedge. Good for him. But most, like, most people aren't making that kind of a hedge. Most people, there is no hedge to be played there. People who are making a seven dollar bet to begin with, right? Uh, yeah. If you made a seven dollar bet that was going to pay out one hundred and thirty k, and you got down to an over under on rushing yards at minus one ten, <laughs> minus one fifteen, would you rush to the sports book and put five figures down to hedge? Yeah, me. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, mean, if it was, I mean, if well, absolutely. so if it was, um, a seven-figure payout, would you go put? Would you go rush to put down six figures no, to hedge? But I would put whatever I could fucking scrounge up. I'd probably ask friends for money. Like I would, I would fucking absolutely <laughs> hedge. I would absolutely take out a small hedge. bank loan. I would absolutely hedge. I would. The only thing I would do is, I would, I would hedge it so. I open the window that I can win both. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I would go, if I had them over 63 and a half, I would buy some some points. Mm-hmm. I'd get it for minus 130 and get it under 66 and a half. So if God, if God willing, he ends up with 63, 4, or 5, I win both. And we're throwing a pizza party. Right? <laughs> so there's just that there's just that right there. There's just that right there. <laughs> so that's what I'm saying. Fair enough. Fair and enough. I'm telling you, I'm like, it's a, That would be fucking mighty white of you, dude. The only thing the only thing weird about it is like, and this is how I feel, because I care about what other people think, is going up going up to my father and being like, Dad, give me your bank account. Because I'm a degenerate and I need to hedge now. Oh my god! Like, and I feel like that's the only thing where I'm like, I've already used the money that I have in my savings, and that's not enough for an adequate hedge. So now I'm like reaching out to other people, and I'm like, I have to explain to them, Dad, Dad, I took out a loan against the the family business. Here's how I got here. Oh god! You know what I mean? Like, isn't that doesn't that feel a little weird? Like to be like, Dad, it's gonna work out perfectly. Doesn't seem like don't you seem like you're Ponzi scheming your father? It's going to work out perfect. You're going to give me 30000 and I'm going to give you back 33 a day later. Like, doesn't it feel... <laughs> a day later. Doesn't it feel like, you know what I mean? Nothing can go wrong here. Like, isn't that how that... Yeah, it's either over or it's under. It cannot be yeah. half. I Listen, best case scenario is Joe Mixon gets the fucking sneezes before the game and isn't activated. And then, and then it'll push. Then it goes to a 16-team parlay and you cash on the 16-team. And there's no thinking about it. Yeah. As soon as he suits up, it's as soon as that ball gets kicked and he touches that field, you're like, oh fuck! Now it's game time. Run, run, run! 
break one. Every time he touches the ball, break one. Yeah, yeah. It's a $130,000 run, dude. Br- run it like it matters because it matters to me. But it's funny because, it, and this makes me laugh, every run for Joe Mix is a $130,000 run. That's his salary. That's yeah, per yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. His game check is way more than 130000 So he don't give a fuck about your bet because he <laughs> ran for 26 yards and he still made 130000 or more. Yeah. So he's good. He's all good. But anyway. Speaking of um, Ponzi schemes and six-figure game checks, he's a... Uh, Chris Bosch's payment schedule came to an end today. Oh, really? Chris Bosch received his final payment of $432,000. He last played in 2016. Yeah. Well, the good thing about it is he medically retired. Yeah. So the heat insurance should cover all that. But, I mean, I'm not an insurance guy, so I don't really know. Yeah. Like, I know with David Wright with the Mets, when he got hurt and they owed him a bunch of money and he had uh, uh, spinal stenosis. So he was, that was it. It was over for him. They ended up recouping all of his money. And it really? Was like, so David Wright made three millions, and the Mets were like, all right. We got our money back, kind of. We're making money on his jersey sales. Yeah. and We're, we're still paying, paying Bobby Bonilla. Right. Dude, I bet you, I got, almost guarantee that um, they, well, maybe not now, but maybe last year, a year ago, you know, two years ago, they were selling Chris Bosch's jerseys still in the heat because they, they still have the right to. Yeah, still, you know what I mean. Yeah, until he stops getting paid, they have the right to sell a jersey. So I'm putting up throwback jerseys in the team shop. I'm doing whatever I got to do to hey make some more money off them. You know what I mean? Yeah. But whatever. Thursday night football coming at you. The bets. What do you think? What do you like? What was the line? Thirteen and a half. What's yeah. the over under? Forty four and a half. Over Eagles minus thirteen and a half. Yeah. What? I don't know. Go birds, dude. There's something special brewing in Philly right now. My problem is Philly right now, Philly want, wins Philly wins game seven on Saturday. Coming off of the momentum of, of Jalen Hurts on Thursday. They both night. play on Thursday. Game five's on Thursday. Yeah, baby. Fat Jesus explodes. Are Check it out on YouTube. Um, I have something to say. Jalen Hurts is rushing yards line. Let's have some guesses at that. 84 and a half. I was going to say 75. 66. Lower. Lower? All of you lower. Was it 55? Lower. 32 and a half. 39 and a half. Whoa. Smash it. Yeah, what the hell? So we're going to smash Jalen Hurts rushing yards. Okay. 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 All right. We're going to smash the over on Damian Pierce rushing yards because 60 and a half for Damian Pierce is just another day at the office. Uh, yeah, but high-octane Eagles offense, they're going to be chasing probably. He catches early. balls. Oh, well, how, are the Knicks favorite? how are the Knicks favorite tonight, uh, tomorrow, against the, the Hawks? But whatever, go on. I'm That's on the, neither here nor there. I'm on the betting website, and I'm getting nauseous looking at it. Okay. We got da- uh, Davis Mills passing yards line. Can we have some guesses at that? 231. Close. I'll take it. I'll take close. 226 and a half. Closer. 230. Dude, seriously? <laughs> I wasn't paying attention. I, you couldn't have been. Sorry. You couldn't have been. You couldn't possibly have been. No, I wasn't. You have another shot. What was the... Alessino said like 231, and, and he Ale- said, he said close. close, and then I said 226 and a half, and he said closer. Uh, I'll say 224. Closer, but not close 219. enough. 219. 
Yes. Oh. It's 218 and a half. So we could we could go for the over on that. We don't know how we feel about that yet, but uh you know, this is just the early. I'll lines. give you my stupid facts that I give you every week. Give me some stupid the facts. The Eagles have won um each of their last eleven games, obviously with seven and oh, but they won the last four dating back to last year. The Eagles have covered the spread six of their last seven games on Thursday night football. Okay. Six of the Eagles' last seven games against AFC opponents have gone over the point total. Yeah, I so don't it know sounds if... like Eagles yeah, plus thirteen at the over. Unless the Eagles yeah, come up big and then they start scoring thing. garbage time. Damian Pierce has scored four of the last five games. Damian Pierce has scored the final touchdown of the game. Two of the last five games. Interesting. It was garbage time touchdowns. Damian Pierce has gone over rushing yards. Four out of his last five. Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts has gone under his rushing yards. Four out of the last five. Mm, maybe they're onto something with that mm. low rushing total. Maybe. Dude, it's unreal. It's unreal how good these odds makers are in Vegas sometimes. Because I fucking told you guys on, on third... Sunday night, I took the Bills team total over 28 and a half, and they scored 27 points. And they throw two interceptions in the red zone, which Josh Allen almost never does. And I'm sitting there like it's fixed. Like, there's no shit like that makes me think this shit is fixed, dude. The way I see it. How is it that close with those two uh, egregious mistakes? So, the way I see it is the bookies, and like I said this before, the bookies are going to. Open the game, open the lines on Monday at what they believe the final score will be minus whatever the line is, right? So let's just say hypothetically, they're saying the Eagles are going to win by 13. So let's By 14. It opened at 13. Now it's at 14 or whatever. 13 and a half. Yeah, I have 14 on here, but whatever. It doesn't matter. <laughs> so what, I, what I'm saying is, right, and... I'll, I'll even show you. Okay, yeah, so it's, it, it is for, it, on DraftKings, it's 14. So what I'm saying is the spread opened up. They said they're winning by 13. So now if you're saying that they are so fucking good, they're always right, okay? And, they're, and, and the bookies are telling you they're going to win by 13. When the public moves it to minus 14 and a half, us as individuals are supposed to take the Texans? Is that what we're supposed to do and say, Hey, he, they said they're going to win by 13, not 14 and a half. If they thought it was going to be 14 and a half, they would have set it at 14 and a half and it would have ran up to 16. So me, as an asshole, I'm going to tell you my bet right now, I'm taking the Texans plus 14. Well, I'll tell you just off of the way my year is gone, I've, like, I'm so wrong all the time on things that I consider anchors. Oh like I've been very good on fringe picks and terrible on anchors. Throwing a three-team parlay, call, call it one underdog, one that's close to a pick, right? One that's just slightly favored, and then one absolute fucking anchor. The underdog smokes them. The fucking solid pick covers. Anchor gets fucking halftime, and we got a seven-and-a-half-point spread, and they're down by fucking six at halftime. And I'm like, what? Win the game by three. See, like Miami Dolphins. I like the Raiders. I considered the Raiders an anchor in my parlay on <laughs> I really, Sunday. And they believe. fucking crossed midfield with two minutes left in the game for the first time. Like, when you, when you take so, it all into consideration, right? Cut you off, Quiff. For that reason, I'm fucking Houston plus 14. Okay. 
Because when you when you really fucking sit there and think about it, let's just say we play fuck arounds and we say Houston's scoring first. Right? Let's just say Houston scores first. And they're up seven nothing. You're up twenty one nothing now. Mm-hmm. So now you play if you play minus twenty the rest of the game, you win. So if the rest of the game the Eagles outscore the, the Texans after the first drive, if they outscore them by twenty, you still win. So it's like to me, it's like like you said, when you're at halftime and those minus seven and a half favorite, seven favorite is down seven, you're like, all right, now it looks like fucking impossible. Now it looks like yeah. a battle. Yeah. And then yep. you know when you get to the fourth quarter, a lot of these games come down to these one possession games, and then like you could tell like the favorite's not gonna try to go and win a game. It's like so they're up three. Let's just say they're up three, and they have the ball on their own twenty with four minutes left. They're not looking to score. It just, it, they're it, not looking to cover. They're looking to go down, kick a field goal, play prevent defense for the last minute. It just happened to me in the, with the Michigan game. Right. In Michigan, I had them 22 and a half. They won by 22. Mm-hmm. So it's like, now I'm not sprinkling Texans money line. I didn't say that. No. But. It's definitely ideal to tease it. Tease that some bitch either way, honestly. Tease it to plus 20. Tease it to fucking minus uh, eight, I guess. I mean, minus eights, there's no real value there. I mean, listen, I've seen fucking. Yeah, you don't cross. The... Yeah, you don't no, cross you're not. The... I'm not talking about crossing zero. I'm just from no, go- going from you minus. You don't cross the seven. You you're not. You're not breaking seven. Yeah. yeah, so it doesn't matter. You're I mean, not ten. Real I guess value. ten is an important number. Mm. I guess if it goes up to fourteen and a half, you you then you cross fourteen and ten, which are pretty. I guess pretty important numbers, but. And I know in my heart of hearts, Texans defense is not good enough to stop the Eagles. But this will be a game. You know, this will be a game where you're like, what the fuck is going on? Well, I mean, the Eagles are good. They're not going 17-0. They're not. If you compare their roster to the undefeated Patriot roster from back in the... Oh, it's not even close. It's like Patriots are leaps and fucking <laughs> bounds. And I'm still them. waiting for Jalen Hurts to get challenged this year. I'm still waiting for that team to get challenged this year. Who have they really played? No, you're, and I agree. I think we Dallas, went over it. Dallas is the only team they played that's with relevant. Cooper Rush, though. Yeah, yes, coming off so, of three straight, four straight Cooper Rush wins or whatever it was, your, where it's your, like your, numbers are going against you. There, your take was, I'm waiting for him to be challenged. When that would be on a defensive end, I would assume. Yeah. In general, it's be, being challenged, challenged being challenged isn't always on the defensive end too, because even if the defense is playing well. But you're playing well enough to move the ball and score points. If the the other if the opposing offense can't put pressure on you to score, then you can just coast through your way to a victory. So pressure doesn't necessarily come from the defense. The pressure could be coming from the opposing team scoring points every time they get the ball, forcing you to have to be perfect to stay in the game. Which is you know could be a credit to their defense, could be a credit to the schedule, could be a credit to Jalen. I'm not saying they're a bad team. I just want to see them play. A good or even great team, like what? I'm. They're seven and zero. They're the only undefeated team. They're not the best team in the NFL. The best team in the NFL is the Buffalo Bills. I, yeah, yeah, I, I mean that's true. <clears throat> yeah, I mean just looking at it, it's unbelievably. You, you can't even first touchdown score, right? Yeah. You got five fifty for Hertz. You got six fifty for Sanders. You got seven hundred for AJ Brown, right? Now the first Texan comes into play. Okay, Damian Pierce is plus sixteen hundred. Yeah, great. 
Awesome. <laughs> Keep giving me Eagles. Devontae Smith, 1100. Goddard, 1100. Is it anytime? First. 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 Gainswell, 2200. Boston, Boston Scott, 2500. Keep going. Quez Watson. Watkins. Watkins, 3000. That's it. That's it. Dare, I don't even know. Is Dare on? I don't, I don't even know. I was looking for like the weird plus 5,000, plus 6,000, because those are the guys who catch all these fucking touchdowns. What was Dolchich plus 5,500 the other week when he caught yeah. it? In his, like, it's always something stupid. Yeah, but we could have seen that from hindsight's fucking. Fun. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's why I just like, feel like if I'm, because every time I place these bets, it's some dick like that. And then I'm like, why do I even do this? Because it's always some idiot. No, I'm not. And yeah. So I'm, then my new strategy, if I'm going to place that bet, is I want somebody wacky. Like the second string tight end, or you know, a backup running back, or something odd. That's pl- around plus three thousand or better, because I'm not willing to invest in a bet that's under plus a thousand, where uh, more often than not, it's some guy that's in yeah. the plus twenty five hundred to plus five thousand range. You know. Mm-hmm. So Houston plus fourteen, and Damian Pierce scores the first touchdown. What's that? Hundred gets you fourteen hundred. That's interesting. Yeah, I gotta do that. But no, yeah, no, no, no. Ten gets you one hundred and forty. Eh, probably not worth it. I'm gonna play this game. Probably do a three-leg same game parlay. I'm definitely gonna do Houston plus thirteen and a half. I'm gonna do Damian Pierce's rushing yards. I mean, I'll do it right now. I'm gonna go over fifty-nine and a half at minus one thirty. I'll just take those odds, and I'm gonna play to the game script that I believe, like that I want to happen, where it's Texans keep it close. The Panthers versus Bucks. Like that's the yeah. game script that I want to keep. And so if that happens, then all these things then then ever you know, if then, right? If then because Damian Pierce touchdown anytime, plus one thirty. I mean, <clears throat> maybe I'll just maybe I'll just ride that. Let's see. So here we go. It's twenty five to an hundred and thirty five. Uh, Houston plus 14, Damian Pierce over 59 rushing yards, anytime touchdown. So you figure if they cover, Damian Pierce had to be involved. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then that's, that's so that's it. 25 for, I mean, that's not bad. 25 for, but I don't know. That's me. Anything, anybody else? No, I like I that. do like Houston plus 13 and a half, but outside of that, over. Not really. I love the over. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like I love the Yeah, over. I guess Eagles come out heavy. Are you figuring Eagles come out heavy? And I mean, I guess like the backdoor game, that sort of thing. If te- if the if Houston's going to win, if Houston's going to cover, it's, it's gonna probably going to go under. You got I'm going under. I'm going I'm switching from how I opened this and I'm going Houston <laughs> in the under. Cuz I've been so wrong that I, I, do that too, I if honestly. I like Isn't something it amazing that it's fucking would have like you it fucks with your psyche so getting the much. Yips, if I yeah. like something so much, no, I'm not getting the yips. I'm doing it confidently. Getting the <laughs> getting the yips is like where you look at it. Like last year, I was like, so, I don't even know anymore. I can't even place a bet. So if you add the under to it, right? Again, this is a. This it's is gonna a, go from roughly around plus four eighty to like plus twelve probably. No less than, but yeah, nine fifty. So Texans plus fourteen, Pierce sixty rushing yards, Pierce anytime touchdown, and the under over under forty six. 
that's a hundred for nine hundred fifty. Yeah, that's a game scripted game like that. That all needs to hit. That's what we call a logical football minded same game parlay. You know I mean? And then I guess you could throw Coach Alessino same game parlay. You could throw one in there the other way. Not don't put the Eagles in there. Mm-hmm. Like don't put the Eagles spread in there, but just do Eagles players. And I guess you can go the other way and say, well, they blew him out, and there's a chance you can win both. Like you can go over Jalen Hurts rushing yards in one. AJ Brown touchdown, and maybe, maybe, uh, this is a little crazy, but maybe Kenneth Gainswell three catches, because if they really are gonna blow them out, then you should see more Gainswell. Yeah. But you could do that, and then if it happens to be going the right way for both parties, you could you could still hit that. You know what I mean? Like you still hit a grinded out game. AJ Brown isn't gonna play like he played Sunday all the time. We can all we all know that. So, yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. You know. Is he great? Yeah. Is he a, is he a top tier talent? Yeah. That's a great trade. Looking back on this now, I mean, the AJ Brown trade? Yeah, of course. He was the guy. So that's mine. Wait. So last year was the full year of Jalen Hurts. Yeah. Yeah. So this is year three. Yeah. Technically, proving yeah. to your point earlier in the show. Yeah. That's what I said. They gave yeah. Jalen Hurts, AJ Brown, and year two. I said that earlier in the yeah. show. Oh, he was on the list. Yeah, but year one was like, uh, we don't really know if they year. like this guy. Yeah, we don't know what's going yeah. on. Yeah, last year they didn't know if they liked this guy. In the offseason, they weren't sure if they yeah. liked this guy. And now they're like, we knew it all the time. The whole time we knew. We were never. Future MVP, we, never we knew. It. You know what I mean? So, whatever. All right, that's all I got. Yeah, that's all I got. That's all I got, folks. We're brought to you by House of Havoc Podcasting, Tiger Pack Productions, Sachi D. De Niro. Stay Thirsty Company, Dino Skate Park, Justin's Shop Shop at West Hampton Beach. Peace out. Stay tuned.